Hello and welcome to Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined live in the room, at least for me, by returning champion, (laughs) Australian at large. Champion of the show. That's right. It's Aiden Tacko. It's me. I'm here in the room, in Milo's beautiful room in Melbourne, surrounded by shit Airbnb art. Oh, it's real (laughs) bad Airbnb art. And it's for sale. The listener will be excited to know. Apparently, the big paintings are go for several thousands of dollars if I want to make an offer. Yeah, absurd. And um, let me tell you, they are bad. <laughs> the offers are not forthcoming. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could go I into an actual in- art gallery and buy a decent painting for, like, £2,000. Yeah. Yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, mm. I once stayed in an Airbnb which had, above the sofa, it had some, uh, some Jenny Savile uh, reproductions uh, no, no not relation. Not to be confused obviously. with the not other Jay Savile. Not yeah. to be confused. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with Jenny Savile, but um, her, but her paintings are like quite often very, very kind of laser focused, ultra realistic kind of grotesque nudes. Um, okay. So they're like, so they are like, like in like technical terms, they're very, very brilliant. And I'm imagining a bit of Jimmy Savile now, just like wearing yeah. nothing but a medallion. Well, at least yeah. one, at least one of like, them, at least one of them like, is. Like mm. pussy lips spread open. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> that, like, kind, that of kind of thing. Like, yeah, like yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. like sort mm. of like the, like the, like quite like, like not like not unlike kind of Lucian Freud, like that, that kind of, uh, like yeah, that yeah. kind of vibe. Like it, like it, it doesn't, it, you don't, enjoy looking at it but it definitely mm. makes you feel something so it is very very effective <laughs> as art but where it yeah. should not fucking be is in a otherwise pale grey furnished chenille rug uh one wall had like had had like one of those mirrors which has like a union jack painted over it there was a giant <laughs> oh, glittery no. silver alligator just on the floor and then every yeah. time you glance behind you you like you came face to face with one of these Jenny Savills. It was like, it was genuinely one of, one of the most unpleasantly energetic rooms I've ever been in. Energetic. That's an yeah. interesting way to describe a room. Radiating yeah. a powerful energy. Yeah. It yeah. It was, it was, it was bad vibes radiating off the walls, <laughs> off the floor. And just really uncomfortable. Just so uncomfortable, just like you just hey, you know what? looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Hey, oh God. <laughs> this is a great way to start a sentence. I saw a TikTok the other day mm. Um, mm-hmm. where a guy- The library of our age. Guy, <laughs> yeah. When TikTok burns down, we will mourn. Uh, mm, yeah. we, uh, there, there was a guy uh, who is like a Zen- uh, No, what's it? Is it- uh, what are the, what's that uh, oriental thing where they arrange the room in a good way so that oh feng shui feng shui feng shui yeah. thank yeah. you Jesus I just said oriental what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> mate mate <laughs> um, fine so he's Australian he doesn't know he's like a feng he's shui he's speaking in his own vernacular yeah. he's technically from the east he can <laughs> say it <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so, so, uh, the guy, his, yeah, his TikTok is he rates people's rooms for Feng Shui right, okay. and reorganizes them. And, uh, some guy sent him his room and he was like, this is bad. This is bad. And this is bad. And he was like, basically you've ticked every box of things to do wrong. And the last thing was you have a chair in the corner of your room for the ghost to laugh at you while you sleep. And that's like chair. a that's like a feng shui thing that oh, if you wow. have a chair in your room where you sleep, 
you, you shouldn't do that because the ghost will laugh at you and so you won't be able to get a good night's sleep. Wait, there's two okay, jazz you know in both am, corners of this room. I am completely persuaded by that, you know? Yeah. 100%. I, I 100% I think that's like believe a, a that. a whole thing. And like your feet, and it was like your feet next to the, your feet pointing to the wall, uh, to, pointing to the door, sorry, was another bad one. Yeah, no, no, um, you mustn't have your, no, 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 that's like, that's like a kind, that's a superstition which kind of, which crosses all cultures that you shouldn't sleep with your feet uh, facing the door. And it's because yeah. that is the way that bodies are carried out. Oh, feet mm. out. Yeah. So you're ready to die. So you're ready to die, yeah. Yeah. I actually loved the video, but the thing that really stuck with me was, yeah, the um, the ghost laughing at you. I don't know if the rule is that you shouldn't have a chair in the room or just if you shouldn't just have a chair corner. in that corner or well, wherever. If, yeah, if because if you have a, a chair in the middle of the room, then a ghost is going to be like, well, that clearly isn't for me. Like ghosts yeah. like being tucked into corners. Yes. But I have a chair in the corner of my room, which I like. Mm. So I don't know. I love my chair, but then my room, I don't know. I'm, I, it's a small room, so, and my room kind of, I use it as like an office as well. And that's probably not very maybe, feng shui, is it, to be like Maybe it depends what kind of like, ghost you have as mm. well, because like some yeah. people might have ghosts that are quite, that are quite serious, mm-hmm. and some people might have, might have ghosts um, that are kind of, you know, more, more like the prankster ghost, and they're more, more likely to, they're more likely to laugh at you. If I have, I, w- I reckon if I would have a ghost that would like my chair, it would be like a hustle ghost, like an Instagram rise and grind kind of ghost mm. that yeah, would appreciate yeah. the chair that I does, use to, to answer emails while I eat breakfast. Does, does this imply that feng shui is opposite for ghosts? Like they walk into a room and they're like, oh, fuck yeah, there's a chair for me oh, in the corner. And I'm yeah, like, oh, it does. feet pointing to the door, that takes me back. Nice. Yeah, so like, if you're, yeah, if you're so, a ghost and you want to get a ghost to reorganize your room, then they're doing mm. everything in like polar opposite yes. to feng shui principles. That's actually what they're doing. They're just <laughs> fucking up your feng shui. Thank <laughs> you when the furniture moves in the night. They're putting <laughs> yeah. a chair in the corner. And you know when someone's like kid dies and they keep their room the same? If they want their kid to inhabit the room, they should rearrange it mm. with all of the breaking all of the feng shui tenants, you know? Or yeah. else it's like, mate, your kid's not staying here. You got no chair for him to sit in and laugh at. Doing like one of those tiresome <laughs> pet care threads, but for ghosts, like they need to sit down. They're very old. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair not to put a chair in the They've corner of the room. They've been around for centuries. How is your mm-hmm. ghost going to sit down? You've got to pr- provide a recording rig for the ghost so that they can so that they can sell their um, sell their copywriting course. Mm, yeah, yeah, sell yeah. get rich quick scheme. They've got, they've got, like, because they've got, because like on Ghost YouTube, you can't right, yeah. get a no advert one. You have YouTube. to watch the adverts on Ghost YouTube. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 That's not the Ghost Talk. YouTube isn't quite good enough. Ghost, Ghost Talk. Ghost Talk. Yeah. Talk. I'm on Ghost Talk. Talk. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> Yeah, BooTube. What about that? Ooh. BooTube. Yeah, all right. There we go. Sort of there a pun go. on two things. That's fun. BooTube. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hits. <laughs> that that is right. Honkers. Honkers. Yeah, that's Honkers. my new rip-off Hooters that I'm opening in Australia. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Ghost we Hooters, that. which is called Wooters. Mm. Oh, whoa. Ooh. now I Ooh. saw yeah. 
a great bit of rhyming, rhyming slang for boobs today, and I'm just mm. going to find it because oh, yeah. I'm very intrigued by Australian thrips? rhyming slang because it's a thing, but it's completely different to. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know there was Australian rhyming slang. Yeah, I didn't know that was yeah, a thing. It uses exactly the same principles, but just they have different words for stuff. Uh, so this, like a so like uh, a sepo is an American because it's septic tank. Septic yank. tank yank. Yeah, this must be British, but it's um. And by the way, I'll give you the context here. Tom mm-hmm. Gleason, who's one of the biggest comics in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Posted about uh, Mandy Nolan, who evidently is his friend. He went to her show and he gave her a shout out. Great, you know. Mm. And uh, he goes, one of the uh, opening night for comedy festival. Just saw my mate Mandy Nolan sold out show about uh, just missing out on Parliament. Doesn't matter how you vote. It's a very very funny show. And then a few of the comments. One of the comments from someone with no picture called mm. Poido One says, okay. "Love Mandy. Great set of Bristol cities." Yeah, oh, yeah, that is British. That. Yeah, yeah. So and then three, and then three brown, three brown thumbs up as well. So this guy, don't worry, don't worry, everyone. This is a POC um, saying that. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. White discourse about white people using the POC <laughs> thumbs up. There we go. There was actually a while ago. I now realise, having made that joke, a discourse about white people using the default. Thumbs up, the one that's just gold, oh, yeah. which is an axis of white privilege because you should have to use your actual skin yeah, colour because white people just assume everything is about white people. They should so remove they the-, the gold one. Yeah. Yeah, they should remove it. Yeah, they sh- you should be forced to racially categorise <laughs> yourself, but, but in a woke way, I think. <laughs> that's funny, you should, you should signal to everyone on the internet exactly what race, what you, race are. you are. It's only fair. <laughs> All of my emojis I just put in brackets mixed white Latino afterwards just so that people know. Yeah, who's doing the ghost emoji? <laughs> you got the gold hand, but it's got like rings on. <laughs> well, that's why everyone should use the ghost emoji. Mm. Because it's, yeah, it's devoid of race. That's yeah. right, yeah. Ghosts mm. are raceless. Ghosts, ghosts are raceless. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's why ghosts they are wear those and cla- sheets. And classless. They are, the, they are the ultimate Marxists. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, well, right? they, they all yeah. become. When you die, you become Sitting Chinese, chair, which is why you become so interested in feng shui. <laughs> yeah. It's the great leveler. Right. Yep, <laughs> That's what they call it. They <laughs> anyway, just, they just they just want a chair to laugh in and a video set up so that they can so that they can teach you mm. how to make ten thousand dollars a month from home. <laughs> that is right with this one weird trick. With this um, one weird so, trick. The episode that we're talking about is season seven, episode eleven, the Rye, and uh, and what an episode! I think we might um, we might have turned exci- Taka around on uh, on Seinfeld. I was excited. I was excited to to, to get to this one because it's a, it's really? a really really it's a really beautiful kind of um, it's a really beautiful kind of semi farcical episode, and it's one mm. of the ones that has like. Like it, de- like it definitely has its like root in a particular kind of like Yiddish comedy theatre, which I think is, which I think is fun. Mm. That to me is fun. Yeah, I thought it was a very fun episode. I thought it was very fun as well. I liked it, Hooray! Phoebe. Mm. I liked it. We, um, we get a lot of sultry Elaine in this episode. Oh, we do get a lot of sultry. Yeah. Mm. I liked. Um, I mean, I know we're going to do the recap, but there was at one when he decides to take the rye back into the house. That was because the thing I think as I watch a few more of these, the the thing that annoys me about this kind of sense of humor and also why I've not watched a lot of um, Mm. of the fucking the other show. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's his name? Larry <laughs> David's show. Yeah, Curb Your yeah. Enthusiasm. Is because it relies on this like this like oh don't do that why are they doing that you know like they they do these mm. silly ridiculous things and it just feels like the emotional stuff i just feel uncomfortable it doesn't make me feel safe and in this episode <laughs> when he takes larry the ride back makes in me feel unsafe, larry really. david it makes me feel larry mm. david's not a safe man um mm. when he takes the ride back into the house i was like no and yet he wouldn't do that but everything up until that point was like yes completely believable I characters dis- i disagree that that's not realistic and i gotta tell you Mm. i wouldn't normally i wouldn't normally go down this route but honestly the comp the kind of the complex uh set of feelings around correct behavior as a guest gift giving like that kind of thing it is i wouldn't necessarily expect someone who did not grow up with a jewish family to to understand this like that well Costanza, George Costanza has to use the jewish thumbs up he has to use the jewish thumbs up yeah that's right mm. what's the jewish thumbs up i'm not it's gonna be drawn on thumb, that. it hasn't got an end ah funny mm. and what and does <laughs> thank you it's got a, it's got a little trimmed thumbnail and does he do what i don't understand me no, neither no, it's just it's just, it's just okay it's, well, it hasn't I, got, I it's a thumb without, it's a thumb not, without I, a foreskin. I understand that. Oh, no, I understand sorry, that. I'd, I'd even miss that. I, right, I understand that, okay, that, yeah, but that what is was funny. the original comment in reference to? Was that in oh, reference no, no, to anything? Sorry, yeah, no, the, 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 mm. like the, origi- like the original comment is like, this is like, this is one of the really, really Jewish episodes of, oh. of Seinfeld. Like it's, they don't, because they don't, um, they don't really say what the point is between the, Incre- like the, the kind of the inherent natural awkwardness of introducing Susan's family who are Manhattan wasps mm-hmm. to Costanza's mm-hmm. family who are yeah. who are elderly Queens Jews and who therefore have very very different um sensibilities and sets yeah. of rules and the sh- and the e- and the episode is about uh like the incompatibility of these sets of rules between two groups of people who are completely rigid about what they think good manners mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, because night because neither set of people because neither set of people and these are sort of the two sets of people that are likely to clash in this like in this period of time in this part of New York. You got you got your wasps and you mm-hmm. got your and you got your uh-huh. and you got your kind of like five boroughs Jews, right? Yeah. Mm. Like obviously, we there are from lots the B of movie RBs. That's right, um, and that's why they don't like, go on with wasps. Like obviously, there are lots of like there are lots of other like like kind of like ethnic like ethnic groups in New York, and um, presumably there are lots of other clashes. But in terms of being groups of people who have like an unspoken code of behaviour, which you just which you know about, which you are grown up with mm. it, you are grown up with it instilled in your brain that this is the right way to behave and these are the rules and this is how this is how you negotiate with other people this is how you negotiate with the world and there is no movement on it there's absolutely no movement on it so if you rub up against someone who has an equally rigid code of behavior also no movement on it but is in a lot of ways wildly different to yours Mm. Then, then, then you get, then you're gonna, then you're gonna have this conflict. So, Costanza, when he puts the rye back, he is trying to resolve an ir, like an irresolvable conflict between the Manhattan Wasps and his and his five Boroughs Jewish parents. 
For me, though, the conflict didn't arise because I, I really liked the conversation in the car when they were like talking about you don't do that, you did it. That was great. And that, you know, I was like, this is, feels very real. I really liked mm. that. But then the conflict doesn't arise for me from a set of values. It just arises from a misunderstanding because the wasps say, oh, they just forgot to put the rye out. And then the other guys are like, no, they interpret it as a, as a definite slight. Which isn't yeah, really but cultural, that, but right? That's, but that's what I. But that's what I mean about it being mm. it being a set of completely incompatible values. Like it doesn't occur to Costanza's parents that you would that you would not put out a gift that someone brought you um, just by accident. That it wouldn't occur to you that this is like that this is like right, a really because really you totally big deal have to put because it you out. Absolutely mm. have to. You take someone a bread, they put it out, and if they don't, then they are doing it deliberately as a slight. But because mm. they are coming up against this kind of clashing code right. of behaviour, which That's- is like interested in like the correct way to behave, but in a, but in but in kind of different areas, they're like their their yeah. fixations are different. Their conventions That's interesting. are different. That's interesting, isn't it? Because how would you like? I I now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder what I would do. Like when I take food to someone's house yeah i would hope that they would put it out i wouldn't be really bummed if they didn't either but it does seem polite to like put it out hey i I brought those pringles for you i wouldn't be i wouldn't be bummed but i would notice i would absolutely Mm. notice yeah 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 i would notice too and if I visit would, your house. You don't want to noticing stuff. That's a that's yeah. a bad sign immediately. It's a bad sign if I've the noticed art, something. The food. You gotta notice. Yeah. You don't want yeah. you don't want me noticing something because next thing you know, I'll have moved the chair to the corner in order uh-huh. to in order to attract the ghost I've got waiting with me. Yes. You don't put out the bread I've brought you, then I'm gonna leave you a ghost. <laughs> and take the bread. And take the bread. I'm taking the bread, I'm leaving the ghost. How do you like that? What about that move to take the bread back? Oh yeah, no, you're supposed to think it's insane, and Costanza yeah, yeah, thinks yeah, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's just a heightened. It's just a kind of heightened and logical final expression of adhering to this incredibly yeah, yeah, rigid yeah, yeah. code of behaviour. And because they're mm. supposed to be like in their seventies, and obviously you get more and more rigid about what you think is the right way of behaving, and you also care uh-huh. like a lot less about what people think of you. Like the other yeah. night, my mum, um, my mum has like um, a bad hip at the moment, and she so she's on some quite strong painkillers so if she has literally one glass of wine she is she is on it um and she was and she was out having dinner with her with her with her pals their gal pals and she thought it would be funny to tell them that she was gonna go and start a fight um and she said to her to every story i hear about your mum is better than the last She's like, yeah, so guess what? Guess what? I feel like a fight. I feel like having a fight. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go fight him. <laughs> and then she like points at this just bloke who's just, you know, minding his own business. And her friends are, set, her friends are like, what? Why are you going to fight him? And she said, look at him. Don't like the look of him. Don't like the look of his face. I'm going to go fight him. <laughs> and she just thought this was just an extremely funny bit. And even when her friends were obviously like, a little concerned because like mm. like is they she thought like, that she was actually okay? gonna fight this guy <laughs> is she yeah, all right yeah, does yeah. she do we need to jump in do we yeah. need to do we need to get her home is this what is this what we need to do See, one of one of your mum's like 70 year old friends just like mournfully putting on a, a knuckle duster out of her handbag like oh she's on it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like 
Yeah, just very, very sadly <laughs> taking out their kind of mm. discreetly tasteful earrings. Does anyone have a hairband? We've got taking off their shoes. <laughs> sadly, yeah. I am a ride or die, and I have no choice. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, we've been friends for a very long time, and rules uh, rules are rules. Because yeah. yeah, once you're in your seventies, rules are rules, and so yeah, so. So obviously it's mental for the Costanzas to take back the bread, but it is also the logical final conclusion of the way these two people. Yeah, have right. That's the lived. that's the exaggerated. Um, yeah, the exaggerated yeah. reaction. And then the thing, the thing that the the thing that the wasps notice is them taking back the bread, and mm-hmm. so then they make little kind of bitchy asides about it in the future. And the thing that the wasps notice is. Um, what they think is kind of inappropriate dinner table conversation. They're not fussed about the bread. It wouldn't occur to them that there mm. would be any kind of offence taken at not putting the bread out. But that yeah. is because you have this completely incompatible codes of behaviour. And Costanza, by trying to put the bread back, he's like he's basically being. This is this is a this is a this is a this is a great Costanza episode because it's also one of the Costanza tragic hero episodes he's like he is setting out on a quest that can only end in failure but Mm. he has no choice he has set himself on this path and he's got his fatal flaw which is that he is trying to uh he's trying to kind of reach a point of compatibility between these two codes of behavior which is impossible to it's impossible to do anything other than them kind of running parallel like as soon as they meet there's going to be conflict but he thinks mm. he's got. The, he thinks he's found the trick of resolving you, it. And he thinks he can resolve no, the conflict by putting the bread back. Are you are you saying on a meta level, there's no resolution between like these racial or, or uh, not maybe not racial? What's the word? You know, like, like cultural the, the, or different the, 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 the cult, the cultural groups, and, the, ethnic, like, ethnic, like the ethnic groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ethnic mm. groups. Yeah, that's what. But there's that's no what reconciliation. That's the subtext that's in this saying. episode. Mm. Ironically, George is a sort of Christ-like figure. He's attempting to atone for the sins of others. He's trying to. He's trying to kind of. He's trying to pull the two seas together. But like they've got. But they've got like such different currents that they can only (laughs) produce a kind of a whirlpool. So like when he says, Mm. "Oh, now, now I've just got to keep these people separate for the rest of my life," he's like he is completely. Correct. He's honest like, about he that. Absolutely mm. correct. Have I missed, like, there is, is that no canon? possible mixing. Is this is this relationship with this wasp woman? Is that canon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's engaged oh. to her. Oh, it's going on for nice. like all for of this George. season. Well, except all it's not good season. because George George doesn't really he keeps like fucking her. It up. He doesn't like her. But he's, no, she's he's a wasp, he, mate. Come on, she's a he, wasp. <laughs> he regret. He regrets this. He regrets this. He regrets this. leaving that jam out and uncovered. Oh, you know, she and had to attracting fly in those wasps. Yeah, window, he, he yeah. regrets leaving it's those old bits wasps. of meat yeah. in the um, in the bin in the garden. In the in the <laughs> you know, rather than wrapping it in plastic and putting it in the rubbish bin like proper. Um, a, a mate and I at uni used to have a running bit where we would make up our own sayings, but that just sounded plausible. Oh yeah, and just uh, I remember one of them was, "Well, mate, you fill a jam, fill a bath full of jam, you're gonna get wasps." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Good. That's right. Also, I have a, I have a really good illustrative anecdote about what happens when you try to when you when you try to kind of like I'm not saying that like that like Jews and wasps can never get on. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying mm-hmm. that if you try to kind of force 
a kind of simpatico situation, then it's always going to end in it's always going to end in disaster, and that is because of different cultural values, different ways of being, and different kind of codes of like codes of behaviour. This is just what's going to happen. One se- one second, sorry. Oh, that's nice. That's wonderful. Oh, I thought going, you were George turning going around. Off to work. I thought you were turning around to be sick or something. <laughs> no, just like, uh, yeah, we're done here. Uh, Sorry, no, just, I had a kind of a big just night. Saying just saying goodbye to George, who's just gone off. That's just nice. going off to work. Just going off. Turn that's George office. from the real world. Yeah. Uh, for those of you playing at home. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. mark that on your bingo cards. Yeah, if you're turning turning around to be sick mid podcast recording <laughs> would be great. Yeah, that would be like, top that's tier like, behavior. That's like yeah. yeah, that's that's big professionalism. That's what that Serious is. Serious commitment to the yeah. pod. Yeah, plowing exactly. through plowing so yeah so if, you, so if you try to yeah if you try to kind of force the compatibility force the simpatico like it's never it's never going to work and they, a really good example of oh this yeah. from from my life is um milo has heard this story before i think the listeners have probably heard this story because it's it's one of my faves but when mm. um many many years ago when i was uh briefly married um there was Didn't some like this. my, my my in-laws, like my my in-laws, were very nice people, um, and my family are very nice people. But there was this kind of, there was this absolute kind of, sort of gulf in kind of cultural understanding between the two. Mm. And I got yeah, married so in a I church. Take this bread round there, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, I got so I got married in a church. Uh, lots of people kept saying to me, "Do your parents mind you getting married in the church?" And I was like. No, they don't care. Why would they care? Mm. My parents love churches. Like, mm. like they, they're like my, like my parents, like my parents. To my parents, like a great weekend is like going and looking at a church. They absolutely fucking nice. love it. They are mm. Phoebe. You would love my other friend Phoebe, who's also English, whose parents literally mark off a map of England's cathedrals when they go on holiday. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, stayed at her house in yeah, York, that's and my her mom dad. And dad. Her dad was showing me the book of all the cathedrals they go to and the oh, ones that yeah. they've been to. It was wonderful. Oh, does he have the the big book of English churches? The Simon. You know the book. What's you his know face? the book. I know that he the has. Book. Yeah, That's my dad's so got funny. it. <laughs> oh, the and Bible. He wrote, and he writes them. And he writes that like the guy in the oh, book yeah, writes yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, That's no, the my, same my book. dad has views. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. It's <laughs> so funny the, to write on a church. On like various yeah. English churches. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I don't feel God here. I don't know. I don't know about you. Uh, I've seen yeah, better so, I love the idea of a nerdy man having his own YouTube channel going, and, and this week, guys, I'm giving it four churches out of five churches. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a real geezer, like filming himself walking around a church. Yeah, God was here. I felt his presence, but uh, he seemed a little distracted. So... Uh, Three, three chancels out of there, five. Quality masonry. Lovely pulpit. Lovely bit of rock work but, down the front there. <laughs> look, I'll tell you what. This is this is a cracking nave. That's what that is. That is a top. top <laughs> that nave, nave is the absolute bollocks. It's the not, absolute not bollocks. like the naves you get in Shakespeare, who are typically far no. from cracking. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I love. Uh, yeah, he this walks a, into this the. This is tra- an he's, nave. He's, mm. he, he walks into the church and he's so psyched. He's just like, woo, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a still church. He's like looking at the masonry or whatever, but he's just like, woo, 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 woo. 
The, the thumbnail he's doing like the YouTuber face in front of a church. Ah, yes. <laughs> With like question marks. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ch- church sucked me yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah, Deacon then, sucked me off. You'll never then, believe like, what happened at this church. Like, <laughs> that's just got like a particularly kind of particularly kind of like ugly Victorian altered like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo. best tea and cake ever served <laughs> by a vicar <laughs> woke vicar owned by facts and logic so uh-huh. on and so forth uh, yeah so lots of people it's not a Norman me, church mate it's a 19th century reproduction <laughs> it's got a Norman tower can't say fairer. Mm. Can't say fairer than Can't that. Say fairer uh, than so that. lots of people asked me if my parents minded me getting married in a church because uh, uh-huh. they obviously had this like kind of idea of them being mm. these kind of like well like they had an idea of them being I suppose very observant for one thing and also being mm. kind of very sort of like cumulus which just which just goes to show that they've just they are simply not acquainted uh, with with the culture yeah. shall we say um, and. So I told my parents this and they thought this was hysterically funny. So on the mm. day I got married, um, we were like we were waiting outside and then we and my, my both my parents walked me down the aisle because they thought like it's weird it just being my dad like like I'm his mm. property. It is and also quite soon- a comical image though, like three like a like a thruple. <laughs> Well, no, not really. Like lots of people, it had a big aisle. It was yeah, fine. Yeah. It didn't look. It didn't look weird. It, was a it didn't big look squished. It was, a nice, a it was a nice aisle. thing to do. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. got a special double wide aisle just for my mum and dad. Um, <laughs> and as we walked, and as we walked into the kind of the little kind of like ante room, um, like both of my parents sort of said, "Oh no, you look beautiful." And then the pair of them thought it'd be funny to like pretend to like be melting. Um. <laughs> That's and a that's then, a high effort pretend as well. Like what kind like, of lengths yeah. were they going like, to? That pyrotechnics. Like, what, like when like my dad like touched the door and then he just went ah and like pretended that his like fingers were like kind of you know like kind of burning because of like because like oh like the Jews in the church oh no oh, no, 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 no we're gonna funny. be like we're gonna be set into flames and then whenever I caught either of their eyes during the service during the during the, the service at my wedding. Whoever's eye I caught, they and obviously listeners, you can't see this, but but you two can. They did this. Oh, <laughs> that is crazy! Devil horns, tongue out. Yeah. Devil, Your devil parents bring a real out. stag do energy to the <laughs> wedding, real which stag I appreciate. Do energy <laughs> yeah, to yeah, the, yeah. To the wedding, and I thought Iconic this was funny. Behavior. My yeah, in-laws really did not think this was funny. Just like they didn't think it was funny when because. At their local church, they used to do this thing called the called the Nativity Tableau, where uh, if a local girl had just had a baby, she would have to go and sit at the front of the church with her baby dressed as the Virgin Mary for like mm. hours in in mm. a day, um, and uh, which I which I thought was some hereditary ass behavior quite honestly mm. like i think that's a, i think that i thought that was strange i think you that's do strange that. did they have to sit at the front like what like through the whole service or just during the day no, like no, being no. In just time like out? during the day so like people could like come in and like visit the kind of the living right. nativity is, with this no, like young woman weird. and her baby yeah she it, was, just it was it was there with a kid it, it was odd yeah and and i was told that oh you know when you have a baby you, you'll uh you'll do the you'll have to do the be the Mary in the nativity. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Don't, no, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> and I told my parents about this 
And they were like, yeah, well, in fairness, you'll probably be the first ethnically correct Mary in the history of that village. (laughs) And again, in-laws did not care for this. They did not think that was a funny joke. And your parents said that in front of the in-laws? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, these in-laws. What's wrong with them? That's a Mm. really funny joke. Yeah. I think it's a funny joke as well, but this is my point. This is no my sense point. Of humor, this these was people. N- it, but this is the thing: they did have a sense of humor. That it just wasn't that kind of a sense right. of humor. But so then, and what? I mean, have we, can we? Sorry, I don't know your personal history on this, Phoebe. Are we allowed to talk about it on the podcast? What happened to this wedding? Was this symptomatic oh, well, we of got, the breakdown of the wedding? No, no, no. We got, we got, we got married, and then we were married for a bit, and then we, and then we split up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, it it was just like personal things or whatever, just because like, I mean, I guess maybe all in-laws are like that, but that's just, yeah, I don't know. I've never really been in a serious enough relationship to have my parents who are split up themselves. So it would be independent, meet the parents of my Mm. partner. But like, I mean, I guess families are going to be different. It's weird though, right? That they would have such different senses of humor. Mm. But yeah. I think, this, like, this is, I think this is why it's an illustrative anecdote. I could imagine, like, my parents would absolutely not try and take back the rye because they're not psychos. But yeah, of course. if they brought mm. something and, like, it got, like, if they kind of took around a kind of bottle of wine and the wine got kind of spirited away and not put at the table. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, would, yeah. They would clock that. 100% right. they would clock that. They'd be like, yeah. Uh huh. Mm. All right. That's oh. interesting. I had a. Say anything, it looks like I'll be doing the noticed. devil horns again this evening. This is a low yeah. level example of that, right? But like, I one of the things that I'm real, I just like to be in control with is picking cafes, and mm. um, I like to go to a good cafe. And the other day, I'm in a city doing shows. I'm neurodivergent. I find it soothing <laughs> to pick the cafe. Yeah, I need to pick the cafe. This is just a thing that people <laughs> don't will- invite me to a cafe that you've picked. It's a form and, of violence. Uh, I, it's a form of violence. <laughs> I, I um, I'm in a city with some, and like so, the guy who runs the show, his girlfriend is taking me and the other act mm. to where we're going to go for. The three of us are going for breakfast, and then I need to go to the airport. And I'm like, oh, let's go to this cafe. And uh, we, she's like, yeah, sick. And we go in there. And then without saying, she was like, oh, I drove past it, but we've, I've got this one. And like, I mean, it's fine. She's taking us to the cafe. I'm very grateful. But I would be lying if I said that a selfish part of me wasn't like, I didn't clear this cafe. I didn't <laughs> t- give it the tick. I know it's not going <laughs> to be good. I just, I want to go to a cafe that's going to have good coffee. And then when we were there, I had a long black and they brought out the long black and it was a large. And I was like, that's the hallmark of it's going to be bad if I said long black and it's a large. I know this isn't going to be good coffee now. Mm. I'm not a fucking idiot. It's like the Van Halen brown M&M's thing. Like oh, what's if they that? Get- so, oh yes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If there's brown M and M's in there, I just yeah. Well, it's just like if I say long black and you bring out a large, yeah, I know that you don't know as much as I would like you to about coffee to make me a really good coffee. Mm. Obviously, yeah. I didn't say any of this to the person who picked the cafe or whatever because she's just lovely. But like, this is like my form of the cultural thing, you know? Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't no, no, know. I think this. I think this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they get that. That is Australian that's, culture. That's, that's the that's the subtle thing, and actually, maybe it's true because this lady. No, I think it's more. I not not all Australians are like this. I think I am just a particularly a cunt when it comes to picking <laughs> coffee places. <laughs> not derogatory, um, and that, and obviously, that is why you're on this podcast. Australian, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a dog cunt. It's but also, regular, I don't think I don't think anyone, yeah. I don't think anyone would 
um, take the bread back. I don't think there's a person in the world who would really. Is mm. there? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I I mean, d- it's a I really don't, you know insane what? move. I don't, I don't know. I could, I could think of. I could think of people who might. You reckon? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so the plot of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> 35 minutes in. Now we've done... Uh, we no, get the, this, like, this wasn't just like chit-chat. We were no, discussing no. the anthropology of the episode. This is fine to That's me. That's right. Um, yeah, so Elaine, Elaine has the sultry, sexy plot line where she's dating the saxophonist. Um uh who's he's got a kind of he's got a bit of a John Mayer vibe. It's a big mm, hair, it's a big mm-hmm. hair vibe. He's big on the yeah, hair, he isn't he? Mm, yeah. Mm. And um and she's very excited because she thinks he's very cool. It's amazing both like the extremely high self-esteem that Jerry has and the self-esteem that Elaine lacks. Like mm. Jerry will be going out with the hottest woman you've ever seen and be like, oh what her? And yeah. Elaine will be going out with is like so hot and will be going out with a guy and be like, I can't believe I've snagged this guy. And you're just like, I don't... And he's an attractive man, but he doesn't seem out of Elaine's league. And he's not no, like... I think he's a, And he's special. not like... He's not like wildly successful either. Like he needs people to come and see him. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he's rich and has a record deal or whatever. I love that. You've immediately yeah. stuck the arts industry knife in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's still got mates coming to his shows. Well, it wasn't mates though, but it was like <laughs> he had people... Come. He's, like, he's like in the ascendancy, <laughs> but he's not... Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. He's on I our level. He's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not. This like, guy's he's an not, open mic. He, he's not. A spe- he's not especially. He's not especially attractive. I don't think. But yeah. Elaine nails. Um. Nails a, a phenomenon here, which is, uh, which is the man on stage phenomenon, and also mm. like. Like she's right. If someone writes a song about you, that that's that's hot. That is like that's a, that's extending. Uh. Mm a bad scene of uh, of uh, of a relationship or a fling at least three to six months longer than than it, than it should be if someone's None of his writing songs a song. have lyrics this is an element of the episode he's he just plays the saxophone so like yeah. Yeah. it's quite tenuous no 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 someone writing a piece of jazz music for you that is much hotter than, than writing a song hot, with it? lyrics because a song with lyrics can always be a bit embarrassing because like the chances are chances are like whoever you're dating that it's like he's not he's not going to be he's not going to be no taylor swift is he the chances are lyrically like taylor it's going to be embarrassing. Write a very embarrassing song about you if there's anything we know about taylor swift yeah but she's a good but she's a she's she right no sorry she writes good love songs she does. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, sorry sorry put my foot down put my foot down this has, one i think i don't get me wrong i think like you know she's got some decent pop hits but i do think that taylor swift has a real deep tendency to extremely cringe lyrics i think if anything that is one of her major tendencies anyway um <laughs> do you think do you think but no that- like someone writing a piece of music for you is much hotter than a song with lyrics as somebody who has had both I can all tell right. you for a fact. All right, all right, do, Phoebe do you Roy. Think, do you think that um, that what you just mentioned, the man on stage phenomena? Do you think that's what Teddy Roosevelt was trying to talk about when he quoted that that man in the arena quote? Yeah, that that's is, right. It is not. Uh, <laughs> it is not the critic who does the do the doer of the deeds, the brave man who stumbles or whatever. He's trying to talk about getting pussy. Yeah, that's right. That's what he was trying to write in the defense of the mm. getter of the pussy is, Absolutely. you know, it's not Absolutely. for the critic to say. <laughs> Teddy the bear, Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why he was called Teddy. 
Yeah, it mm. is. That is right. Yeah, the ladies loved it. Anyway, so she's sort of... It is, and it shall never know. What is it? Those cold and feeble souls who shall never know the taste of the pussy. That's right. <laughs> who, by the way, is this Is this guy? He is not a, he is not a pussy eater. Which is a sensation over each ear of a human thigh. (laughs) (laughs) So you think that's the, Phoebe, you think that's the illusion that they're making at the start, Mm. do you? Oh, yeah. Because we were discussing about what the illusion was to. And uh, yeah, Milo Mm. did say oral because of the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's supposed to be that he he doesn't eat it. He doesn't eat pussy. Because because when. He's not like Costanza. Because who eats it like it's his last meal? Uh, As established. As established, as established by the law of this podcast, mm. the because at the end when he uh, when he decides that he is going to like he doesn't he doesn't know how to properly and so he like fucks up his mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that was. He, he messed yeah. his mouth up. Yeah, mm. yeah. I thought it was because he just like something broke in his mind. I no. pulled a muscle eating pussy is a very very funny. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, he's got a right. repetitive strain injury, but of the yes. lip. Do you mm. know now in in the twenty twenties? the corollary of eating pussy would be getting pegged, I reckon. And then the episode mm. would have to change to be that he is some kind of butt-based artist and <laughs> and he tried to let her peg him and he fucked himself up and he's, he's distended. Like a human statue. He's, yeah. like, he's like standing a bit <laughs> and now, weird. And his anus keeps mm. distending in the town square when he's trying to do his bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, in all fairness, it'd probably be quite difficult to play the saxophone if you've had an unsuccessful pegging. Yeah, like it's probably okay. pretty distracting. Mm. I don't know. I normally of, you know, play the saxophone only after successful peggings. I've never had an course, unsuccessful of course, pegging. Yeah. Of course, yeah. No, yeah, because well, yeah, no, you're because you're, you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What you call, me a, call me a clothesline because I am pegged. <laughs> <laughs> what you lack in saxophone ability, you make up for with a malleable rectum. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, this is, know, the, this is the bit like where that. I give out my phone Sentences number. I never thought I would say <laughs> on a podcast. That would definitely be one of them. Like, what would, how do you, that's the beauty of podcasting is, you know, you, over the course of an episode, you really build up the lore of the, and the episode, layers of yes. bits. And then eventually you find yourself saying something which would be impossible to explain to someone who hadn't listened to the previous 42 minutes of podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so that's Elaine's fault line. She's trying to ensnare the uh, saxophonist, but at the start, she kind of says to Jerry, the sex isn't very good. Because mm. um, he doesn't do everything. Yeah. And then uh, Kramer, meanwhile, has he's gone to like a sort of Costco equivalent type place and brought shit loads of food in like bulk, which I do, I do sympathize with this because you think you're not going to do it. And then you go there and then you're like, I could eat 8,000 pretzels. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why and not? Who you, could stop me? You know what I've just noticed an interesting maybe foreshadowing in the episode, mm. which is when they have the conversation with this guy's bandmate downstairs and Jerry spills the beans about the hot and heavy thing. And then yeah. Kramer asks this bandmate, who's his friend as well, hey, can you help me take some of this stuff up? And the guy says, no, my hands are my living. Mm. Yeah, he's ah, into finger blasting. Yeah. A bit of foreshadowing. It's mm. a little about- bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. He's being like smart, you can't- protecting his hands because that's what he uses yeah. to make his money. Mm. And the and the uh, and the saxophonist who has just been too too bewitched by, yes. by Elaine and her spell he's been casting. Real 
um, yeah, by the Elasi that he's mm. been reckless with with his with his lip musculature, which is uh-huh. his life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. You would much never catch like, much that. like Taco's malleable rectum is his life. Yes, is my livelihood, mm. and you'd never it's catch me. Yeah. You know, you know, being reckless with that. Nor would no, you ever catch the not. finger man being reckless with his fingers, finger blasting all <laughs> up and down Ninth Street. Mm. <laughs> he always, whenever he has to man. finger someone, he always wears a little sheath just to make sure he doesn't Ten spoil his fingers. Separate sheaves across Mm-mm. the money making digits. That's so funny, like the opposite of a fingerless glove. <laughs> I'm wearing ten finger sheets. Yeah, that are just held together in the middle by a single strand of twine that meets in the palm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing like I'm, I'm like I don't know. I'm like mixing the mix for like meatballs or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the kind of the opposite of an urban legend. It's like a positive urban legend. Like yeah, you whistle three times, you'll meet the finger man. Ah <laughs> mm. yes, yeah, so finger man into the mirror, and he shall <laughs> yeah. appear us and give you a yeah. head massage. And you're gonna nut. That's right. <laughs> you're gonna nut. You you're are gonna, gonna nut. nut you're gonna nut after you like you wait till midnight. You light a candle under your chin. Say finger man three times. Yeah, and he's yeah. gonna put each of those five fingers in your butt, mate. Mm. Where are the other Bloody five? Hell. Ter- a terrifying thought. I was gonna say one by one, and then he, you know, like he's one, eating yeah. chips. According to feng shui. Yeah. Mm. Look, I, what? I'm sorry. Leave I'm not going to be able to let that. Man. I'm, I'm not going to be able to let that one go. Um, what do you mean? Like he's eating chips? Well, you know, can you, can I, I you was about to say, I was about to say Australian reference and then I realized you wouldn't get it. <laughs> in Australia, we have chips called cheesels. Do you have cheesels in the UK? I don't think they're so. Like, they're like little rings and they're, um, they have like cheese dust on them and you put all five of them on your fingers and then oh, you like eat you them off your fingers. And then you eat yes. them one by one. Yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. And, then you, and then I was thinking the guy would put his fingers in your butt and then like lick the finger clean, you know, like you do <laughs> when you're eating cheesels. <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> Look, it's just, this it's is just, just a, a normal riff. comedy riff, all right? Just a, a normal riff. brain <laughs> and a normal this is man. Just a Regular thing to say. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, Kramer. He's um, <laughs> actually really normal in this episode. Yeah, he has all this extra food, but also his neighbor bumps into him in the corridor and offers him to look after his, like, uh, he runs like a little horse tour of Central Park business, like on a horse and carriage. He's like, You want to take the horse for the week? You do the tours. He's like, I'll split the money with you 50 50. It's like lucrative. So, Kramer's like, Sure. Um, so, he starts doing that. Meanwhile, we get the aforementioned thing about George and Susan at her parents' house for dinner. His his parents bring bread. They don't put it out. His parents take the bread back and then the wasp parents are looking for the bread. It's a special rye from Schnitzer's. It's like a kind mm. of, it's the kind of bread that to the Costanzas is like a real status symbol. And to people mm-hmm. like the Rosses, it's just like, this is just a bread. Like, this they is don't just understand. Yeah, mm. they don't, exactly. They don't understand yeah. Uh, the like the level of kind of gracious gift giving that it is yeah. to bring them the schnitzel. Yeah, this right. is they right. This is like it. the cool. This is like right now for Jews in New York. This is like the cool bakery that you would run into your friends at if you were going there in the morning to get some bread. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is the kind of time I would run into someone at a bakery in the morning. Yeah, yeah you when I'm going to so. get bread. When you're yeah. going to get bread, yeah. well, you might be going to get over here. Our bakeries also do coffees and they do Ooh, like yeah. sweet croissants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastries. Yeah. I'll tell you what though, if like you do go into the bakery in the morning, that's fine. If you go, if you're nice going in the bakery bun. in the afternoon, 
I feel like something's not going quite right with your life. I don't know why I think that. Oh, that's that. me. But that then again, that you're probably getting, does hold. You're getting the bad bread. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the you're one the bread the other people You're definitely not getting the, the, really, the really fresh, yeah. really fresh Yeah, bread, you're getting, sure. you're getting uh, and no pun intended, the crumbs. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you are. You're getting spongy yes, you seconds. Mm-hmm. Spongy yeah. seconds, the worst kind. Stay awesome. Um, spongy yeah, so seconds. Then, yeah, George cooks up this plot to uh, uh, organise a horse and cart to for Susan's parents for their anniversary to get them out of the so flat. So that he can so, get the rye back. Yeah, Jerry can turn up house. with the rye and replace well, it. Yeah, he, sent, he sends Jerry to get the rye. This is important. Unfortunately, meanwhile, Kramer has fed the horse beefaroni. <laughs> now um, what? What on God's green earth, pray tell, is beefaroni? I think right, that was like, what they were calling it. Beefer- it's like a kind is it beefaroni? I, th- I think they call, they call it beefaroni. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It feels like it's a kind of I think tin, it's a maybe tin corned bolognese beef of some description. type thing. Oh, bloody hell. That's... That's awful. <laughs> That's definitely what beefaroni is. And I think maybe okay. this is like a similar product. Sure. Um, I like yeah. the idea that they maybe just didn't get permission to use the brand name. So they had to kind of give it a kind of generic name. That would be fun. Yeah. Beef, right. Beefarino is a singular beefaroni. So beefaroni yes. is plural. Uh, what is beefarino on our Seinfeld on Reddit is a reference mm-hmm. to beefaroni. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, and so what's beefaroni? I believe it's like a tinned bolognese sauce type product, but like very processed. That sounds disgusting. Yeah. The uh, Wi-Fi, the sorry, the internet, like 4G in this room is quite slow. Mm. Um, Chef Boyard D beefaroni, the homemade version of beefaroni. What is beefaroni? That's probably a good one. What's it made of? Why you don't want to know what it's made of? Is this so (laughs) slow? Why is it so slow? It's, um, oh, come on. It's macaroni with beef. Right. Yeah. Ground beef and tomato sauce tossed with elbow macaroni, the slightly curvy kind. Yeah. So that's what he's given him. Pasta yeah. with, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a horse probably, probably shouldn't eat that. Anyway, it makes the horse fart a lot. So they have to turn back. Uh, and they're, they're back early. Meanwhile, Jerry is late because the old lady in front of him at the bakery bought the last rye. And so he's trying to buy it off her at like an inflated price. He's like, look, I really need it. It's not about the bread. It's like, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole production. And then in the end, he resorts to offering her $50, but this woman is still like, no, I won't sell you this bread. Really, this whole episode is about people sticking to a principle beyond the point where it ceased to be of benefit to them. Um, And then Jerry sort of just like mugs her for the bread. Which is awesome. And mm. I mean, but she... He is a ride or die. He she, would be friends with Phoebe's mum. She at no point right. explains to him why she won't. I mean, I guess she's just on principle. But like at some point, you know, have a have a dialogue with someone. Don't just go, no. Like he offers her 50 bucks, which is almost 10 times the value of this $6 bread. And like she's just going, no. But I, I feel like if she was reasonable with him, you know what, maybe this relates to something that's happened in my life recently where someone told me that they had a problem and then didn't elaborate and assumed that I was just going to be able to figure it out and that really was frustrating to me. But in this situation, she does exactly that. Like she's just going, no, you can't have it. But I feel like if she was like, look, mate, I don't want to give you this bread. I'm going home. It's important. Like, you know, I'm it's for my family. It's, I'm running late. Mm. Whatever reason... 
then he would have just maybe backed off if he if she treated him like a person rather than just running away like a psycho, you know? What I'm trying to say is she is the reason that she got mugged. I'm blaming her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think that she is sticking to a principle even if the principle is insane. Mm. And it's not so much that she is desperate to keep the rye it's more that she doesn't want him to have it because she thinks he's being a dick about it i think that's like i think that's what we're dealing with here yeah mm. jerry's in another doorman type situation another one like the cut of his jib so. there's she an episode like the where jerry yeah. has to like deal with a doorman in someone right. else's building and he just like kind of unintentionally just sort of offends the doorman mm-hmm. by not wanting to talk to him just because like he is like going somewhere and then he ends up having to talk to the door another time, and the doorman's like, "Are oh, you good enough to talk to me now?" Yeah, uh, and yeah, and then I feel like it's sort of a similar. Like Jerry is like he's he's dislikable. That's a yeah. Also, you got to remember, you got to remember that the yeah when Jerry is off his stage, mm. he is like he's relying on the man on stage syndrome to get people to like him. Without the context of his stage, he's just not a, he's just not a very immediately agreeable person. That's right. Also, he needs to take a little stage woman, with him. Like, the um, old woman knows about knows about the value of the schnitzer's rye. Remember? All oh, right, that's how valuable the like, rye okay, is. Yeah, it's a it's a six it's a six dollar loaf, but like that's just that's just money. It's status like, in terms of it's like yeah, exactly. It's yes. like uh, it's like she's the she's the wise man who's been given like who's been given gold. Like uh-huh. everyone's like, oh yeah, no, no, don't worry, other two wise men. Like your gift is just as good, and everyone, I and mean, they're going to appreciate it just as much. But they're just like, yeah, but like he's got gold. Everyone knows about gold. Like obviously, mm. he's going to look like he's like the boss of us. He's going to look like he's the main one out of us. Is that what <laughs> happened in that story? One gets gold, yeah. frankincense, and myrrh. No, they don't get given it. They get they give it to Jesus. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they yeah. give it. They give it. Yeah. To, they give it to Jesus. But and then like, Mary's like, they, I actually like, love frankincense. Okay, so jot that down. Yeah, but like the other, two, but the other two are going to be like, he's got, he's been given gold to give to give to the holy right. family, and so that's going to make him. That's going to mm. everyone's going to assume that he's like the biggest. That he's like the biggest one out of the three kings. Uh huh. And then she's like, look, mate, don't be embarrassed. I'm not even the real Mary. I'm just a stand-in. I'm just the latest woman who had a baby in this village. <laughs> and he's like, this oh, is not even real gold. This is chocolate <laughs> coins. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know something Something mm-hmm. interesting about the Virgin Mary, which I didn't know about? This is really embarrassing that I didn't know this, I think. Because uh-huh. this, feels like, this feels like something which like should be common knowledge, but like apparently isn't. You know, I'm... Cause, uh, cause, Taka, you're like, you, is your family Catholic? No, not at all. Okay. Hmm. No, yeah, no, no, no. I went to a Lutheran high school, but my like parents are not religious at all. No, fair enough. Okay, so you know when people talk about the Immaculate Conception? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the best That's conceptions, a beautiful the conception. Best conception. <laughs> not a, is not beautiful. a bit of spillage on her anywhere. She came out of it clean. <laughs> So the Immaculate Conception is is not Jesus. The Immaculate Conception is Mary. What? what? Right? Okay, good. I'm glad that other people did not know this. Yeah. No, the Immaculate bollocks. Conception is Mary. What do you yeah. mean? Look it up. Look it up. 
Wait, so like it's because her she has to have been immaculately conceived. Yeah, she has to have been immaculately conceived in order to be the pure vessel, never like touched by you know entrails. And so, in order to be the right person to be the vessel for Jesus. And Christ. so, it, what? So Joseph did just not in Mary. That's the no. The story no, no, is no, that well, no, she. No, no, no. He no, did. They never. They never had sex. They don't. They don't fuck. But when. But in terms of Catholic doctrine, the referent, the Immaculate Conception, is Mary. So there are two Immaculate Conceptions. Right. Basically. So the Immaculate Conception. Well, it's like it's not Mary's really an Immaculate concept. It's not really an Immaculate Conception. It's just a no fucking conception. A non, she is impregnated by the angel, or however it was it works. I don't. But know, it, wait. So what, when they say the Immaculate Conception about Mary, what do they mean? They mean so that her parents didn't. I think that she, she was, was just conceived like, free from original sin. So yeah. for the conception mm. of Jesus, see virgin birth of Jesus. Right. So she, yeah, so the virgin she was birth a virgin. And the immaculate conception are not oh, the same thing. Oh, they're different things. Mm. Asserts yeah. that Mary, mother of Jesus, was preserved free from the effects of sin of Adam, usually referred to as original sin, from the first yeah. instant of her conception. Right. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, welcome that is to the theology cast. Welcome to the theology sin. show. Welcome I, I to Theology someone, Corner. I, I heard someone joke the other day. It was a, like a comic joke on stage about uh, that apparently Mary was like fucking like really young, like 13 or whatever, and Joseph was like 50. And so when he's like the virgin birth, it's really him just going like, dude, I didn't do it i didn't touch her i didn't do anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah joseph was actually a stand-up comedian <laughs> he wrote uh he wrote a notes mm. up apology saying like so the thing yeah. is like adhd and uh so joseph just so like on. shaving an apology into the side of his donkey and like walking it through the town <laughs> so that everyone could see that it is, that, is, that is how you did a notes up, notes up apology yeah mm. yeah the notes app was on the donkey yes yeah, yeah, exactly. The donkey's name was Notes App. Yeah, exactly. That's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah so right. we then get to see it. Where Jerry turns so, yeah, so up that's too what, late. So that's what I'm saying about the old woman with the right, is that maybe she had big plans her parents to go around to her, to, her friends, to her friend's gaff. And like, if she shows up with the schnitzer's rye, then she's the, she's the hit of the evening. She is the king that has shown up with the gold. So maybe it's not mm. about it being costing six dollars it's about the social the social cachet which is attached to being able to show up somewhere with the schnitzer's rye which is correctly remarked upon by the costanzas because it's got to be a schnitzer's rye mm-hmm. that's my yeah. that's my reading that's my reading mm. that's why she cares about it so much that's why she doesn't want to give it up yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah, makes exactly. sense. She wants to. She wants to be. She doesn't want to be the king with like, oh, oh, well, you've got myrrh. Well, I've yes. got myrrh. What is yeah. that even? Where did you go for that, Greg's? Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, so no, she just picked that up at the chain shop on the corner. Jerry turns up too late. That her parents are already back, and then him and George with Kramer cook up this thing of trying to get it in through the window with a fishing line, and then George, in, you know, in much physical comedy ensues, gets caught trying to reel in the loaf of bread through the window. Um, but you know, an effort was made, and then um, Elaine discovers also that the the saxophonist has written a song about her called "Hot and Heavy." She's initially mortified. Yeah, she's also really she's really annoyed at Jerry for saying uh, for saying mm. to his backup, like to his uh, not his um, his like pianist mate. He's like 
he is mm. annoyed. She, sorry, sorry. Elaine is annoyed that Jerry has said, oh, they're hot and heavy because she's like, oh my God, you've completely ruined my mystique. Um, Misreading like, you know of madness like in a big way. Yeah, I well, mean, no, it's it's not it's not that. It's that she doesn't want him to think that she's really she's keen really into it. While mm. she while she's got like while she's like a bit got the upper hand. I, I that's feel why like she says, I feel I've like that's a little bit nineties. You know, like I feel like now the discourse around relationships is more about say what you feel when you feel it, rather than like that feels a bit yeah. gameplay. You know, maybe feel, like maybe that feels, that like, feels like, more nineties than the other storyline. Maybe a little bit, but also like I, I've de- like de- like definitely like have observed that like a lot of people still do not say what they think mm. and what they feel when they. Well, I mean, we do live in Britain. There's a kind of well, there's sort of like a kind of uh, sort of chicken playing situation, mm. but like it's not so much that she's like, oh, I don't want him to know I like him. It's that I don't want him to think that I think it's hot and heavy if he's like, no, it's just casual and not hot and heavy at all. Mm. But anyway, she like, then Jerry he writes shouldn't a have song. said it. Jerry, Jerry is interfering. He he made the mistake like in Glengarry Glen Ross. Don't open your mouth unless you know the play. That's mm. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so she discovers he's written this song called "Hot and Heavy." She's initially mortified, but then is pleased to discover that he's into it. Which, like, obviously, it's Elaine. Come on, what what are we even she's talking about here? She's a full full fledged burner. She's call her Bunsen because she's a burner. <laughs> um, and then so she's like, okay, and he's like, actually, we should go fuck. Yeah. And I'm I've added something new to my repertoire. I've got a couple of hours for the show. Presumably, it means oral sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then get a shot of them coming back into the bar where a show is going to be. They're late, and then she's like, "No, no, it was good. You just shouldn't try so hard." Which yeah, is a terrible there we thing go. To hear. And so, see, that's what I thought had got in his head that he's like, now he's going to be overthinking everything he does around her. And interestingly, that's given her the power back in the situation because now she's like, you know, if you tell someone don't try so hard, or oh, you've just destroyed everything in their heart Mm. um Mm. and that's why i thought and obviously i didn't yeah i didn't clock the mouth thing i thought now he's going on stage all in his head about maybe i'm trying too hard with the saxophone as well Mm. and yeah that's i thought he was like in his head i wasn't registering the like mouth no 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 no. it's like it's a he's he's blown out his tongue muscles he's supposed to have blown Mm. out his blown out his tongue muscles or like his (laughs) lips blown out his top you know He's got he's got a tennis elbow, but in the mouth. <laughs> tongue, tongue elbow. Yeah, tennis tongue. Mm. Tennis tongue. Yeah, too much. that's, yeah. that's tongue what tennis. happens. You know when you're. That's what happens when, when you're, you're being when you're when, you're when you're trying. That's what happens when you're trying too hard to suck up to the um, the official up there on that chair. You're trying to the lick umpire. his asshole too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, up on exactly. That big chair. That's, that, that's, you don't want an umpire without a malleable rectum. Right. Really. No, yeah, you don't like, and you don't want to like, you don't want to be like bothering anyone if, up in the chair because how do you know I that's was not an umpire, umpire ghost? If I <laughs> the ghost, if I was an umpire, you know, I'd be sitting in one of those chairs with the bottom cut out. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, well, like like James and Bond like, and Casino Royale, goading like a toilet chair, goading those players <laughs> to come and get tennis tongue, <laughs> or like a or like a queening chair. In fact, oh, what's queening? that? A queening chair. Oh my god, these are these are chairs with um, which are kind of these very kind of like elaborately kind of decorated chairs with the bottom cut out, and what they are for 
is uh, so a lady can sit in them with her kind of little bum dangling, mm-hmm. and her uh, and her lover, someone who does do everything, uh, lies with his face under it so she can kind of sit on his face without putting any pressure on her thighs oh that's nice good for her that's called queening and that's a queening chair that's a queening and and why are there no king chairs (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think it's called something different if it's a chair it's just called a chair the monarching chair it's called a chair it's just it's just a a Mm. chair because like um, because that's like seen to be like the norm, and like the queen chair is the deviation. It has to have a different, yeah. Mm. Actually, I think for the sake of um, like gender equality, we should start calling regular chairs kinging chairs, and then the yeah. other chairs are queening chairs. And there's no such okay. thing as a chair. So take that, like, Plato. Yeah. So take that. There's no such thing as a chair apart mm. from the chair that has the prankster ghost on which is just a ghost chair <laughs> which is a but ghost then it's only chair. a ghost chair if it's in the corner the rest of the yes. time it's either a king chair or a queen chair good i'm glad we've got that covered mm. um because that's definitely something which i feel was a little bit of a priority and i'm glad we've like dealt with yeah that. well that so, ghost so just me- wants you to eat it out from the back mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why it's sat in that ch- and exactly. if you do it it will exactly. cleanse the house and the ghost will leave <laughs> it's business yeah, on this precisely. earth concluded yeah, yeah like people are just people are just not that thoughtful when it comes to their when it comes to their exorcism practices. You've got to eat the gussy. Yeah. Fantastic. The gussy, indeed. Mm. So meanwhile, the, the horse is uh, farting up a, a, an absolute stink cloud. Yes. In the, in, the ha- in the Hackney carriage because he has been eating this stuff that he's not supposed to eat. It is not like horse diet. So the Rosses yeah. insist on being taken back early and they, and they, and they appear just as Costanza has successfully used a fishing rod to get the rye into the flat. Well, no, no, they appear because before no, that. Appear before that. No, no, they take the him up. Rod. They take him up. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's already yeah. been brought into. He's already been brought into the flat, so he can't well, do exchange outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they come up and then they're like, come on, George, come up with us. And then they're in the flat, so he can't like, go down and do the third. exchange. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then Jerry's trying to throw the bread up to him, the mm. rye. I thought that I really liked that scene, actually, when Jerry was throwing the rye up. It looked quite like he, like it was, mm. I don't know if it was Jerry down the bottom, really, but it did look like someone throwing a bread Stun as high double. as they could. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jerry's bread throwing guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a nice little vignette of the couple in like the apartment between who were just seeing the bread fly past the window. Yes. And just kind of looking at each yeah. other. That was. I did think yeah. these apartments are so nice, man. For us, like you know, Lost in a city apartments. like New York, where people just live on top of each other, amazing. I just, I don't know that I've ever seen a really nice apartment because in Australia, it's just apartment living isn't really the norm. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah, to look you live in, in an a apartment, big spider web, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Back of a U. Uh, we live in a solar powered hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this house is there's apparently also there's also nice. no no bit. In this episode, I realise there is no bit, no bit, there is no, no Jerry bit. bit. It's, one lo- it's one of the longer ones, but it's a bit, but it's a beautiful, it's it's a beautiful uh, kind of uh, sort of moving, moving machine. This episode because everything mm. kind of connects up, yeah, connects up so beautifully. And it's it's it like the the bit at right at the end when Costanza 
successfully uses a fishing rod, bearing in mind that you've never seen him fish before. This does not seem like something that he would like reasonably be very good at doing, uh, sorry, reasonably or plausibly be very good at doing. And he successfully gets the rye into the room. And mm. it's this, this kind of final moment of misplaced triumph of the tragic hero. And then he turns around and all three Rosses are looking at him and he has got this rye on the end of a fishing rod. And he has made an already bad situation, which he has observed, which he has like correctly remarked upon. He's made it a thousand times. Now, but the, the line for me... He's the tragic hero. The line for me there, when they're putting, when Jerry and Kramer are putting the bread on the fishing hook, and Jerry says, "This is too small. What is this hook for a muffin?" (laughs) Phenomenal line. Phenomenal line. Needed a bigger hook. We're gonna need a bigger hook. We're gonna need a bigger. What is this? A hook for ants? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You go fishing for ants is that's a tough business. It's hard to make much of a living doing that, but you know someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it, mate. Yeah. They're actually overpopulated in this part of the country and they need mm. to be fished or else there are going to be overpopulation issues. So Yeah, correct. Um, well, if you're listening to this, um, it's a free one, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's a I free one. Don't, I don't know. I've lost I think the current track. I, yeah. I hope it's a free one so more people can hear my thoughts yeah. on it's a free butts one. and ants and yeah. stuff. It is, a, it is a free one. So uh, we... <laughs> We have a Patreon. It's three dollars a month for the bonus episodes. You can subscribe. If you subscribe at five dollars, you can get the Discord in the movie corner, or for ten dollars, you get the What's the Deal mini series. We're going to be recording some fun What's the Deals while we're in Australia. Oh, so that's cool. That is going to be fun. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. So uh, it remains to say to thank Aiden once again for coming on. Can I do me a yeah, plug? Yeah, have you got anything to plug? Yeah, dog. If you're in Melbourne, I don't know. Do you have any Australians? Here? Yeah, or is yeah, this coming yeah, out yeah. now? There's some more. Yeah, it's going to come out like uh, a week on Monday. Yeah. So before, like two weeks still, before the still, festival Still, yeah, Melbourne Comedy Festival until the 23rd of April and Sydney Comedy Festival after that. And then I'm doing shows in Brisbane and Geelong and a few other places. This um, man will go as far from Melbourne as Geelong. <laughs> That's very good Australian geography there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then I, uh, I'm i going to be starting a new podcast soon. So keep on the lookout for, I'm doing a podcast called still not drunk mm. uh, about um, we're going to have comedians on and uh, I don't drink I've been sober for coming up four years so we're going to have an alcohol free drink Such talk about drinking comedians as me yes yeah mm. Milo we're going to be recording one of the first episodes soon it'll come out towards the end of May uh. but um, keep on the lookout for that drinking stories that kind of shit mm. fun it's going to be fun and this is a man who's got some drinking stories you bet oh boy you bet oh baby. boy tune in for that and um, yeah yeah, see you all very soon. Bye-bye.